I do not like when my mind is not in control. Have you ever thought that? Have you ever caught yourself think this? This is one that I get often when I lead meditations in person. This is one of the things that I do in central Switzerland. And when I do many workshops, we get begin by a meditation. Some people never had it. Some, t- some people try to meditate or they know the benefits like, oh yeah, I should meditate. It's good for me. It's good for my nervous system, but there's this discomfort. So This video is for you if you've ever experienced that, there is a way to go around that. However, there's also, there's another part of this that I want to address. So by the end of this video, my target is for you to really control your mind through letting it go completely. So what do I mean by that? Let's dive right in. Hello and welcome to the Powerful Self Podcast. I'm your host, Anna, and I'm here to support you through your transformational journey, providing you with practical tools, practices, and principles to help you permanently remove subconscious and energetic blocks, clear those limiting beliefs that may be standing in your way, and help you truly align with the life that you desire, a life in which you experience deep knowing, unshakable confidence, and true personal freedom every single day, because that is what you came here to do. Okay, so how can you meditate while having complete control? And what what does what is meditation really? So first of all, I want to emphasize that meditation is not sitting with your eyes closed. It can be. It doesn't have to be. I know for me, when I first started, I was just um, like hissing like a cat to the word meditation. I was like, oh, that, this, that's hippie. I'm not doing that. My first meditation, but my mind was racing. And the reason I was so not receptive to meditation, didn't even want to go into it because first of all, it seemed hippie, but also because I was just in this place of being so uncomfortable to stop. Because if I would stop, I would have to feel all of my emotions. I didn't want to connect with the body because the body had so much stored trauma and trauma doesn't mean that it had to be physical, emotional, sexual abuse. It can just be, there are a lot of feelings that were not processed. And I mean, when we're children, really everything is a trauma because our mind perceives, okay, how am I not safe? What is the defense mechanism that I need to create in order to make sure that I'm safe to secure myself to make sure I'm not rejected that I'm validated that I'm loved that I'm accepted by my tribe who do which part of myself do I have to give up in order to receive that security right in order to have that safety that perceived safety around me so for me the first meditation was actually walking meditation. I would just go uh, to downtown Lucerne and I would walk. And that's when I would just allow my mind to be free. All the thoughts that would, that would actually be the first time that I would allow myself to not stop because I was walking and my mind wasn't still. But it needed that, okay, I'm with you. I actually hear you. So that was my first experience. Later on, I understood, oh, that was actually a walking meditation. But at the moment, I didn't know that. It was just, I felt good having that downtime, not focusing on something, not being very goal-oriented, which was my default. So this is the first thing that I want to emphasize is that it doesn't have to be sitting with your eyes closed. Really what meditation is, is when you're fully present with. So just as for myself, at the beginning when I was walking, I was fully present with all the crap that was in my mind with all those limiting patterns, beliefs, systems, all of it, I was present with my thoughts, I was present with my feelings. And that's all I had at that point. 
I wasn't able to sit because that would just be too much. It would feel like there was just this tsunami uh, crushing over me and I couldn't handle that. So a sitting meditation or just observing a passive meditation, that would have been way too much for me. That was way too much for me. So just noticing where you are at. With that said, why do we need control? When we need control, it's usually because we don't feel safe. We don't have the connection. I mean, a lot of us in the Western society anyway, we disconnected from Mother Earth, from Pachamama. We disconnected from Father Air. We disconnected from ourselves, from our bodies, because just like I said in my own example, there were emotions that didn't feel safe. We were not, a lot of us um, were not fortunate enough to grow up with adults who could show us how to deal with that because then they themselves were dysregulated. So we weren't shown, what do I do with all these emotions? They were in process, they were stored in the body. So therefore, when we grow up, it's quite scary to reconnect with ourselves. It's quite scary to be in stillness. And this illusion of control feels soothing. This illusion of, okay, well, I have my targets, I have my goals, and I'm okay. And seemingly, I'm living this great life. And this is what happened to me until, um, long story short, a few months as a result of that and my father passing away, I experienced very severe depression and was romanticizing suicide and all of these good things because there was just this um, point of, I just don't want to be here because it's too much and it's too much to handle. And that illusion of control, this is the reason I'm sharing this, is because the mind will make it seem like I'm safe. I'm creating my safety, right? I'm making all this money or I'm having all these experiences or I'm raising my kids in a particular way or I have this kind of relationship and I want to control it, control it, control it because I'm so scared to let go. And when we're in control, it's like we're always tight. Imagine like being your body being tight all the time. There's only so long that you can function in that state. This is why it's so important to learn how to surrender, how to reconnect. And that reconnection, it's not that, okay, I'm so scared, but I'm going to trust. It's you trust life and then you're not scared. You don't need that control anymore. The mind, the inner critic doesn't own you anymore by selling you this pretty story of if you get all these things, you're not going to be afraid anymore and you're going to be safe forever. A lot of people experience this wow, I was never in control to begin with when they get that health diagnosis or when um, a spouse or family member, child, somebody important to them dies when they lose everything they had and then they realize like, wow, it can actually, I can lose it all in a minute, in a second. That is life teaching you. That is life loving you in in those situations because I have clients coming to me um, after these things happen and as much as they don't see it in the moment I say this is life loving you this is your essence wanting to come through all these things happening are for you even though again it may not seem like it in the moment when your life is completely falling apart now going back to the main topic because I just wanted to kind of point out that this illusion of control is just that it's an illusion what do we do with that? How do we come into meditation? So first is start by doing a walking meditation or do something that really lights you up somewhere where you're fully present, where there's those boundaries with your work or your partner or your kids or your parents or anyone. It's just time for you. 
Can you be willing to be with your thoughts? Can you be willing to observe your thoughts? It's okay that sometimes you start by buying into those thoughts, right? The doubts, the insecurities, the oh, what ifs. Be there present with, observe them because the more you are with, right? We don't want to be alone one-on-one with that because we're scared of that. We believe it. What if you can just be with and observe it from a distance? Create that distance between yourself and what is happening in your mind. From that place, the way to keep your mind occupied, and this is more of the masculine energy and um, because I was in my masculine for such a large part of my life because I just, the feminine seemed like weak and vulnerable and just stupid. So I shut down that part around the age of 13 and I was very in my masculine energy. So what worked for me at the beginning, and this I suggest to everyone, men or women, if you're really like goal-oriented, target, right? I have to do, do, do. The emotions are safe, not safe, they're stupid. And vulnerability is useless and, you know, not really attuned to your feelings, to your body. Um going into a mantra so a ho'oponopono is a fantastic one i'm actually going to do a separate video on that um i've been wanting to do this video for years i love you i'm sorry please forgive me thank you repeating that as a mantra i love you so that your meditation could just be 10 minutes of i love you i'm sorry please forgive me thank you and you're saying this to yourself you're saying this to your body you're saying this to life you're saying this to all circumstances again there will be a video um that I will link here when I do create it, when I do post it on this. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. So your mind is occupied. Any mantra really can be, I am safe. I am whole. I am loved. I am here. I have the right to be here. I have the right to feel good. And repeating that mantra over and over again. So this helps more people who are in their masculine to really have a focus point until you're ready to uh, move on further and just be comfortable with the observation so you don't get lost in what arises. If this is something that you want to go deeper into, Powerful Self Membership is literally for this. There are uh, There's actually a bundle of meditations that's going to be available soon. And when you sign up, you get access, immediate access to the whole Powerful Self Resource Library, which is just hours of content, workshop practices, subconscious reprogramming audios, which are amazing because it just it does the work for you. We have live sessions, two live sessions per month where you can get direct support from me and it's significantly lower in terms of cost compared to my one-on-one work and just so much goodness. The link is going to be below so you can check it out and also there's going to be a link for free gift that is three audio practices to allow you to tune into that, allow you to open up more to your essence, to your depth and just get curious, see what comes out of that. On this note, I thank you for watching and I'm wishing you a powerful day. Thank you for listening to the Powerful Self Podcast. If you found this useful, please make sure to follow so you don't miss any upcoming episodes and share it with those who you think will truly benefit from hearing this. And I love hearing from you. So if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out at info at thepowerfulself.me. And on this note, I am sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time.